0: Killing me softly.
1: And softly. You're the one I want. I really wanna be with you. Oh (laughs) just making up your own words. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you're right. Don't hey, don't be high, don't kill me, man. Matter (laughs) of fact, start the show, sweetheart. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want no smoke.
2: These, you do gotta worry
1: about me. These cult fans out. I know. You don't roar when Beyonce tells oh, you to right. roar. You <laughs> <laughs> just go and
3: put my business out <laughs>
0: so-
1: Good morning, good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning and good morning welcome back to another episode of who wake and bake with tuesday and thursday 8 a.m ish spark you a butt let's get high in this bitch wake and bake with be more oh
2: yeah
1: no. <laughs> come on sweetheart. eye what I. Welcome back to another episode of Wake and Bake with Bemo. I am your host, cultural correspondent and correspondent. <laughs> cultural correspondent and analyst, Bryant Brown. But the good folks remind me to B Mo. I'm here with, you know, the heartbeat of my life, the the lampshade to my light bulb. Okay, not because she dims me, but because she controls the light. That laid at house. Come on, Lady House. Hey, sweetheart. that. How you feeling? What you doing?
4: I'm filling your water bottle up.
1: Okay, that's that's nice. <laughs>
5: that's, that's nice.
1: Uh, to my folks over on Instagram, make sure you come on over to the full screen version on YouTube and X. We're going to have a great show this morning. Really looking forward to some of the topics that we got to talk about. But before we get there, I want to give a huge shout out to the Washington Informer Bridge. WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. Uh, They are a guiding light for us to remind us that we can do black things for black people focused on blackness without having to sacrifice anything for the white gaze, thus more finances or resources. So we appreciate you Washington and former Bridge, WI Bridge, dc.com or WI Bridge DC on all social media platforms. They just put out a special issue with a photographer that's bumping around the city doing some great things. So definitely want y'all to check that out. Also want you to check out the new Blueprint newsletter, bmobrown.substack.com. We just released the first episode of Blue Notes, which is our uh, recap from the new Blueprint Parlor. We'll have a little bit of that recap here today, but I'm gonna let the lady of the house play a quick uh, uh, version or quick snippet from uh, the Blue Notes, and then we'll continue on. It's time for new Blueprints. How come they're they're not bound to the trauma they were before? How come they're not building old buildings? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are they free? We
2: are new fucking blueprints. Page two. (laughs) We don't need to escape from any place. We are free human beings. We do not need people to come govern us. This new plan is great. It's going to be our shame, you know what I mean? That we don't sit together and create people who invest with thought.
1: So yeah, make sure y'all go check out the new Blueprint newsletter. New Blueprint newsletter is at bmobrown.substack.com. Uh, $5 a month if you can afford it. If not, just let me know. I'll definitely put you up on the scholarship. Uh, good morning to the designer vault. Designer vault, thank you for following. Uh, Donnie, Donnie, good morning. Hey. Hey, good morning. We were over on YouTube having the full, uh, a full version of the show. If you want to get the full screen, come on over to YouTube or if you just want to see the bottom of my face. I ain't mad at you. It looked good too. I did shave. I mean, I got some ingrown hairs out. They doing all right. Um... Oh, uh, before we move on, also want to tell you to listen to our good friend, Wake Bake with BMO's, Wake up Bake with BMO Night Rochelle, Rochelle Music on all social media platforms, but listen to her black podcast, award nominated for best editing. Tell her this podcast, if you're interested in women's stories or interested in elevating the perspective of women within your own personal mind, definitely check out this podcast. We're going to play a quick, uh, quick clip.
5: And there will be times where
2: people know, like people within a family know I'm right. But no one will stand up for me. And at the end of the day, it's just like they showed up like they always do. Anyway,
4: disappointing. That really, definitely hurt
5: really bad.
3: You know, I you want your family to fight for you.
5: I did.
2: I thought that maybe somebody would. I will never lie about that. And that's what hurt. They did not. They did not. They never do.
3: You're listening to the Tell Her This podcast, a storytelling podcast for women, available now on all podcast platforms.
1: You to go check out the Tell Her This Podcast. Uh, it is on all social media platforms at Tell Her This, the podcast, and then also Tell Her This Podcast.com. Check all that out. Make sure you get acquainted. If you're interested in women's stories or if you're interested in elev- elevating uh, storytelling from women in your mind, make sure you go check that out and tell Miss Rochelle I said, What up? All right, we got all Rochelle, the. Rochelle huh? Rochelle. Rochelle Rochelle. We had all the stuff out of the way? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Not that you know. Not that I'm not interested in those things. I'm just ready to get to the things we want to talk about. So it is- Get edit. to the meat and potatoes. Huh? No. Oh, yeah. Get to the, <laughs> the meat and potatoes. Sweetheart. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, we have a few things that we want to talk about. Again, if you're on Instagram, I encourage you to come over to the YouTube or X. You can get the full screen of the version because we're going to leave Instagram at about halftime. But this morning, we have some interesting things we talk about. It is Tuesday, so which means it's time for Sweet Sweetheart's Black Fact. An opportunity for to learn for you to learn something about Black history pre 1927. Very interesting things that happen over here. We're going to have a conversation about. Uh, in the second half, we'll have a conversation about. I forgot. Um,
4: oh, uh, the Fearless
1: Fund. Oh wait, that's the first half.
4: Oh, you said only got like one it? topic. No, um, Black capitalism.
1: It's all the same topic. I guess I only got one topic. Black uh-huh, capitalism. Ed AK Bloom. S- fearless Fund.
4: The. the-
1: Oh, that's, yeah, same topic. Oh, okay. No. I looped it all into the same thing. So right. I guess I only have one thing to talk to you about today, but I guess we're going to split it up into three different ways. Again, if you're on Instagram, definitely coming over to YouTube so you can get the fullness of the situation. So Sweetheart, let's do this because I only have the one. Oh, I'm going to do a new Blueprint Parlor recap. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a new Blueprint Parlor recap and the first half, and then we're going to start off with... Uh, and we're going to end with the fearless fun in the second half of the show But let's do this sweetheart. odd uh, I would like if you don't mind Can you give us the sweet black fact now? Okay Okay cool So we'll do the sweet black fact now After the sweet black fact We'll talk about the things that happened at the new blueprint parlor And then in the second half of the show after we watch odd mojo's video We'll come back and we'll do a full uh introspection investigation into the fearless fund which i have told y'all before on the show that the fearless fund is probably the most important civil rights case in our lifetime it is something that we should take seriously so we're going to do a full breakdown after the after the break so sweetheart if you don't mind let's get to the
5: sweetheart's black
4: fact okay so i was planning on going with one but then i saw one at the last minute and i was like oh oh
3: okay
4: (laughs) okay so Toussaint L'Ouverture had planned after Haiti was freed to go to Dahomey, West Africa okay. and use it as a base from which to fight the slave trade. Okay. For this purpose, he saved six million gold francs or okay. gold francs uh, equivalent to that sum in dollars now, which was in the 1930s. So that's significantly more because okay. it's been almost 100 years, um, which he entrusted to Stephen Girard, an American ship captain mm. after the treacherous capture of Toussaint Gerard would not turn over this money to Toussaint's family. During his nine months imprisonment, Toussaint was tormented by Napoleon's agents to reveal the hiding place of the money. Later, Gerard, a French, a Frenchman by birth, became the richest American of his day. He left millions on his death in 1831 for the founding of Gerard College in Philadelphia, stipulating that it should be for whites only. He also gave money to buy coal for the poor of Philadelphia with the same provision. Wait, what? Yeah. He stole his man's money. And then...
1: <laughs> and he gave
4: it to white people? Right. And then...
1: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was Gerard a black dude?
4: It doesn't say. It just says an American ship captain. And uh, he was a Frenchman by birth. And then it says... Yeah, the stipulation was that it was for whites only. So I'm assuming he was white. Uh, it also says... Greg Lacoste and his life of Toussaint Louverture names the sum as six million francs and says Gerard to give him his true name, never returned the millions entrusted to his care following the events which deprived Tucson of his liberty. This writer tells also the litigation that followed in the courts for the money left by Gerard to the city of Philadelphia. For Gerard Jim Crow will, see J.B. McMaster's Stephen Gerard, Volume 2, page 450, Philadelphia, 1918. Right. <sighs> That's
1: insane. Are you... So is this... Are you saying that Philadelphia was stolen off of, was built off of stolen Haitian money? Yeah. Wow. You know that kind of makes sense, because the people of Philly are very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, Wow. I, I'm wondering what that connection is, because that's why I've never heard that before. Right. That's wild. Just to recap, you're telling me Toussaint, the man who beat the French in Haiti to overthrow the French government and get Haiti's uh uh, freedom Mm -hmm. and independence he had six million francs that he saved up Mm -hmm. for the development of haiti Mm -hmm.
0: uh
1: before he was arrested by the french Mm -hmm. he threw that money over to an american french dude who was like hey hold this for me yeah the american french dude was like i bet Mm -hmm. and then stole his money and gave it to all white causes Mm
4: -hmm. exactly right
1: hey yo right (laughs) Hey yo, I ain't never heard no shit like that before. Yeah. Yes, I have. I've heard about, about <laughs> white people still. Me. I'm assuming that this Gerard dude is a white dude. I'm assuming. I'm assuming this is a white dude because as right. a if you were a black man doing white only causes, well, that's nasty work. Yeah. <laughs> nasty work, man. Wow, sweetheart. Thank mm. you for that black fact. No problem. Woo! Yeah. Woo, that's crunchy. Right. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, I wonder what the people think. Uh, wake up, Baker will be nice. If you don't mind, drop a comment. Uh, drop a comment and let us know how you feel about the beginnings of Philadelphia being made off of stolen money from the revolutionary Haitians. I wonder if my girl Saskia know that while she's teaching up in Philadelphia right now. I should ask her. And she what, Haitian. And
4: what makes it worse is that he was planning on going to West Africa.
1: That's crazy
4: oh wow right and he was going to use that as a base to fight fight the slave trade
1: (sighs) but they stole that made trader joe's that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy all right sweetheart i appreciate your sweetheart's black fact i'm very interested in the people's response to knowing that tucson actually was going to build an outpost in west africa to in slavery but his money was stolen by an american frenchman Mm -hmm. who then opened up white only businesses in philadelphia what a waste right what capitalism is a bitch man that's crazy. that's a bitch man that's crazy that's crazy all right let's do this uh i want to i want to take just a little bit of time if you don't mind i want to take a little bit of time to talk about the thing that happened on saturday you know what i feel like i should do this actually after the break I don't know What do you think Should I do the recap now Or should I talk about The Fearless Fun now
4: mm, Maybe Well the Fearless Fun that has like Several parts to it right It so does yeah, Maybe you should Talk about the the recap now
1: Okay we'll talk about the recap So uh, uh, Maybe you want to put up the new blueprint situation
4: Oh so. and uh, uh, Jordan says That's crazy man Greed is a bad motherfucker. It's a bad bitch, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just say, good, good, good morning, lady of the house and more the talented. Good mo- wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, appreciate you, Jordan, and good morning. I want to make sure everybody who was in the chat, make sure you saying good morning to the lady of the house, okay? I'm not hearing a lot of good mornings this morning. <laughs> Damn, I was not intimidating. All right. <laughs> I must have cracked him already. Over the weekend was a a great time. I'll start on Friday. For those of you who are paying attention who are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you saw that we went live for the Art All Night radio show uh, at Art of Noise in Uptown DC. Art All Night was a beautiful time. If you have about two or three hours and you just want to listen to artists talk or me throw some machinations or some questions at artists about their about their their talents and what that means to the value of capitalism definitely check that out on the channel it is art all night wake Up, bake with bmo at art all night it's a two and a half hour situation so if you're interested in that i definitely want you to check it out but having that conversation on friday definitely warned me up for the conversation that we were having on saturday on saturday is our was our fourth uh new blueprint parlor in total this is the fourth one we've done over a year we started the first ones with our girl saskia in uh who's currently based out of philadelphia right now i'm going to text her when we get off the show and see if she know about this haitian money that's that's running the streets of uh, philadelphia right now see if she can get a part of that but anyway we started this about a year ago and all of this is just a a dedicated effort to get curated conversations back into the back into the the zeitgeist of the black mind i feel like a lot of folks are um you know we in the club we in the parties we in the raves and there's a lot of people my age and around my age who are looking for something a little bit more so we do these new blueprint parlors in an attempt to just invigorate the community if you love wake and bake with bmo if you like listening to the show and throwing comments and you know being a part of this community then i really feel like the the new blueprint parlor is for you don't be intimidated next time but we had the last one on saturday uh, and, and usually what we do with these new blueprint parlors is that we just play a game, right? We just mm-hmm. play a game and then we use the energy of that conversation to continue us throughout the day or throughout the night or whatever time that is. Uh, but in this particular new blueprint parlor, I wanted to step out and do something a little different. Uh, And this new Blueprint Parlor, I wanted to actually present a hypothesis to the people, garner some results and see if we can actually move these results into real life. If you've been watching the show, then I'm pretty sure you've heard me say a thousand times that the purpose of the show is not just just to talk highly on Instagram and YouTube in the morning, but the purpose of the show is to try to create some cultural, social policies that exist beyond the government or outside of the government so that we can affect culture. Very much answering the question, if reparations was passed today, what would we be? This is what the new blueprint parlor is. It's a strategy to create those things. So in this particular parlor, I wanted to, sweetheart, you can put up the picture if you want to. Um, in this particular new blueprint parlor, I wanted to present a, um, I wanted to present, yeah, actually, you know what? Put up, don't put up that. Put up the, it should say governance progression. Yeah. Put that up the people see the picture, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, I wanna test out this theory, the theory of progression that we've had and see if we can get some definitions, some examples behind it. Again, if you've been watching the show then you have seen this before, but essentially I have a theory that if we just pay attention to particular intersections of capitalism and culture, we can find a pattern of blackness. The most notorious one was in Get Out after Get Out Uh, There was a lot of, well, as Get Out was coming out, there was a lot of conversations about the history of black folks in horror movies and how that history of black folks in horror movies, excuse me, directly resembles the history of blackness in America. Mm -hmm. As such, and if you're on Instagram, you can't see this right now, so definitely come on over to YouTube. As such, I have theorized that there is a progression of the governance structure the governance structure is how they see us starts with the great before that's everything before slavery then we have enslaved mimicry mockery segregation tokenism least independence ownership the new blueprints is where i think we are now sustainable communities is where i think td jakes is trying to go independent communities is the endpoint of td jakes departure of black is what didy said he's trying to do and then we have the great liberation so on saturday instead of us just playing a game which i love playing games I love playing games, especially these blackboard games. We had Randy B come through uh, with her original blackboard game, Truthing, which we'll have some sponsored segments on the show for that here shortly. But uh, I love playing the game, but the thing that I actually love to do the most is actually put black folks in action. So I wanted to test this progression structure. You can put the picture back up. So we had about 14 people come through in total, who smoked a lot of weed. We drank a lot of drinks, some folks more than others. I'm looking at you, Paul Ropes, a Negro of the Week. Right?
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: Some people had to leave their car outside. <laughs> huh? 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 <laughs> what? He ain't here. Some people had to leave their car outside. We had a great time again. This is not supposed to be an extended, uh, uh, an extended um, promotion, but I really do think if you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, that you are supposed to be in this room with the new blueprint. Newsletter at the new blueprint parlor. We introduced this thing we called uh, the Black Ad Project when I was sleeping with Superman. I used the pattern that I just told you before to investigate black animation, and then that yielded. Oh, mm. I should have put that up. I was sleeping with Superman. I did research for YouTube about black animation, uh, the responsibility of black animation, and that intersection uh, black animation is the perfect way to detail the intersection between commerce and culture. Right, because it takes a lot of money to do animation. It takes a lot of time to do animation. So if we track how black folks have been animated in America, we can essentially track the American story of blackness. That's the -hmm. whole thesis. That's the whole hypothesis. So essentially we want to tag that to black ads. We introduce that to this wonderful group of people where I thought individuals might be confused, where I thought individuals, here go, Maurice joining on now. (laughs) where I thought individuals would be confused or individuals might not necessarily fuck with the thought process. We had the exact opposite. Uh, As I told the people at the parlor, I feel like Saturday was the first major stake in the ground to create our new Black Brain Trust, our new NAACP, our new SNCC, whatever the fuck it's going to be called, our new intersection of Black intelligence within culture to create social cultural solutions. I really feel like Saturday was that day. Uh... And I'm excited, I'm just really excited about the outcome of these things. But man, Owen pulled up and took the portrait that we needed to take. Um, again, 14 folks pulled up. And again, this is, this is not an event like I think is like any other in the city. There was no DJ, there was no mindless standing around. Not that mindless standing around is a problem because I love the mindless they stand around. There was just intentional, curated conversations with these individuals to get to us to get to a certain point in conversation and in time. I'm very excited about the work we've done. I'm very excited about the future of the new Blueprint Parlor and the new Black Brain Trust. Last time, if you're hearing this, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, then you are supposed to be in this room. You're supposed to be in a small wooden box. You're supposed to be smoking these weeds. You're supposed to be drinking these drinks. You're supposed to be having these curated conversations so we can get to a better social cultural position in the future. I know I missed some folks. So Wake Baker Bemo nights, is supposed to be there. Natalie, I know you wanted to come through. Uh Q, I know you wanted to come through. So there will be more. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh did you know what lady of the house? Mm-hmm. Uh you were at the New Blueprint Marla parlor. Tell tell us about your experience at the New Blue Parlor. And as the people pull up, I see my man that cannon go boom. Art for the new market, Maurice Misha, Good morning uh, We're over on Instagram if anybody wants, not Instagram, we're over on YouTube if you want to see the full show. This is just a little preview where you can see the bottom of my face. It is a good face though, I'll tell you that though. What what was your thoughts to the new Blueprint um, Parlor, Sweetheart? Um,
4: Now that this is the fourth
1: one, you said this is the fourth one? the fourth, this is the fourth new Blueprint Parlor.
4: I'm starting to notice that we're seeing a lot of the same faces, which feels like we're really developing that community and you know, the, what do you call it? not snake but like the, like the the brain new, trust yeah, yeah, yeah right
1: it's really formulated right, i really, said that the thing too is it's yeah. very interesting i'm really seeing mm-hmm. the same people now i might be inviting the same people over and over again but,
4: you're, but no but i feel like you're inviting more people you know others and yeah i feel like the people of course circumstances happen all the time and people who want to be there can't be there but of course, of course. the people who were there i feel like it was very intentional that they came and that they're actually interested in the work that we're doing yeah um of course, it was great to fellowship with everyone and yes. hear their perspectives and their mm-hmm. ideas and see how people interpret things differently. Yeah. Uh, what else?
1: What do you mean by that though?
4: Um, <laughs> well, there, there were a few questions where not just myself, but a couple of us thought somebody was thinking one perspective and then it turns out that they were thinking that well, we, completely different have, we did have
1: a couple of spicy moments. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You want to reveal some of those spicy moments?
4: Uh I'm going to try without giving too many d- details away. Um basically the conversation one of the conversations was about separating the person from their art. Yeah. Um if it's possible or if we should do that and we thought that somebody was leaning towards there is no separation like if you have committed. Yeah, if crimes you're trash, or, you're yeah, trash. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We're not about to celebrate your music and then still say you trash, but that's not what the person was saying at all. They were actually like, no, I'm actually still gonna support the <laughs> hey, music Kelly. yeah <laughs> We had that
1: conversation at the New Blueprint <laughs> <laughs> newsletter, in which it in which I feel like Miko said something that I, I think we all aligned with, which is the ancient old principle of like drink drink water and mind your own business. Essentially saying that, like uh uh I have, he has found out in this R. Kelly conversation that it is more important to hold space for those who feel like they have been violated from things that R. Kelly have done rather than defend his position or even attack other folks for listening to R. Kelly, which is an interesting exactly. perspective.
0: Mm hmm
1: but we had that conversation at the New Blueprint Parlor and I want you to, and I want to tell the folks who might be interested in these spicy conversations, it wasn't just like, fuck you, you're bad. No, that's not what we had. We actually unpacked the totality of the entire conversation and one point that I remember um, is that like, as an artist, like every morning, you and I, I don't know why I'm considering myself an artist in this situation, but every morning, every Tuesday and Thursday morning, you and I do a particular thing so that we can get ready for this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We we do our research, we talk about it, we go over a show run, we do slight we do slight uh uh writing a little bit, but like there is a whole process to get to the point where we have to do this show. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what did R. Kelly have to do to get to bump and grind? Right. And if we want more bump and grinds, then we also have to accept the behavior that led to bump and grind. Mm-hmm. So but if we know that there were terrible things that happened to lead to bump and grind, maybe we don't need no more bump and grinds. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Maybe a platinum hit all-time R&B record is not worth the safety of black girls. Right. Right? But then, you know, some people who don't see that value in black women will continue to listen to R. Kelly and what are we supposed to do with those individuals? I don't know. But those are the type of conversations that we were having at the New Blueprint Parlor. Another point that was made by Nico that I've been thinking about a little while, Nico suggests that if we accept reparations then we also, uh, if we accept reparations, we also have to accept accountability for the terrible actions of America. Yeah. Maurice was not having it. <laughs> I feel like Maurice was two cups sober. I think it would have been a good conversation. But def, I've been thinking about it more. I agreed with Nico in the time. But the more I think about it, I, I think actually the more I'm siding with Maurice. The evils of America uh are different than the evils on black folks and reparations towards the evil towards black folks does not necessarily mean that we are part of the american system if anything that just puts us back to zero so that we can make a choice about being in this american system what are your thoughts we are uh i don't know
4: i'm still kind of agreeing with nico
1: that the acceptance of reparations is also acceptance of responsibility for for American, for America.
4: Oh, not that it's accepting responsibility for America, but more so like we are admitting that we have suffered at the hands of America. <laughs> mm. Like acknowledging, I feel like if we separate ourselves from everything we've been through, then it's harder to be like, we deserve reparations. You know what I mean? I hear
1: you. Yeah. I hear you. And not only do I hear you, I want to tell the people on Instagram that if you want to see the full show, definitely come over to YouTube.
4: <laughs> we got a few comments though. So.
1: We got we got some comments.
4: Uh. Oh, well, Jordan says, I wanted to come through too. And
1: then You they... got to pull up Jordan. I know you're going to be valuable to the conversation. Oh, yeah. You can't bring your son though. No. <laughs> too, too young. A lot, too young. Drugs. Too, a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of drugs.
4: And then he also says, just thought about hi- how ironic the meaning of the name Philadelphia compared to the actual history we just learned about. That's crazy. What's the meaning of the, the name? Don't it mean freedom? Does it really?
1: I feel I don't. Feel I mean. Wow. Don't it mean the truth and freedom or something like that? Wow. <laughs> I hope not. Lord have mercy. Her name should be Toussaint. <laughs> <laughs> Toussaint the grandma. <laughs> all right, you can let this picture go, sweetheart. Um, uh, all right. I hate when niggas text me during the show. I absolutely hate that shit. Uh, let's do this, sweetheart. Let's get to um, let's get to our comments real fast.
4: Oh, and then he said, uh, "Brotherly love." Right.
1: That's what's called brotherly love.
4: The city of brotherly love.
1: Mm. That's what Philadelphia means. Yeah. Okay, for sure.
4: Micah says, "Good morning." Hey, Micah. And I think I might agree with Nico. You either helped build, you either helped build it or you didn't. Not just the parts you like, exactly. Yeah.
1: I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, all right, let's do the Odd Mojo video. We're going to watch space by my. That's all the comments. We got more comments.
4: Oh, yeah. Jordan says the ancient Greek word philo means brotherly love.
1: Okay, gotcha. Okay, for sure. For sure. Okay.
4: Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> That's all we got.
1: That's all we got? Okay. We're going to watch Space by my girl Odd Mojo. We're going to be right back with more Wake and Bake with BMO to so my folks on Instagram. Definitely come on over to YouTube so you can catch the whole show. We're going to come back with our blunt manifestations. We have a very intriguing investigation into the Fearless Fund. The Fearless Fund is the most important civil rights case of our lifetime. I want, I'm want i saying that to keep you on the line. We've talked about it a little bit before, but I'm not saying it to, to scare you. It's true. The Fearless Fund is the most important civil rights case policy act of our lifetime. Uh, and it's not trending, no one is talking about it, and a terrible thing has happened over the weekend that we need to discuss and invest the fe- fearless money into more. But before we get to that, let's have a little joy with my girl, I'm Mojo, and we'll be right back with more Wake and baby, with Mo. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah,
3: wake up. Where's my packages? Uh,
1: it's in the
3: back. Bro, really? oh, you do this every time. Oh, shit. It hey, was good, bro. Yeah. It's so good to see you. Yo, it's been a minute. I know, where you been? been? What you, you, you been up to? I'm good, bro. I'm kind of tight because he keep fucking up my packages. Oh Losing my them God. every week. You know how it be yes. over here. Yeah, it's always something with the concierge. The oh, my God, bro. It's all right, bro. You probably, you eat know your shit too that she ordered. You exactly. Lost my smoothie. I don't know what right. happened. the usual, the That's usual. But oh, what's up, though? What's up with you? Going to that rooftop party. You going tomorrow? Oh, what? Oh, see, I don't know. I kind of, I'm about to start writing some music. Mm-hmm. I'm going okay, okay. have a lot of thoughts about stuff. Okay, I feel it. Yeah, what about you? You go? i just thought the anniversary for me and davon's tomorrow uh, so we may slide or i don't know yeah you on that coffee shit, i you feel you saying, I uh, well let me know hit me up and I'll, okay. I'll pull up with you if you go you be off your solitude vibes i don't know you know, know i'm always high-five. on my space vibes i like my own space you okay. yeah. but i'll let you know i might but i'm really thinking about writing some music okay you want up? yeah Maybe. i'm gonna go up because he sucks and okay. you lost my packages yeah. So yeah.
5: You know what? That's cool because that's exactly why I be eating your DoorDash. That's exactly why I eat your wow. DoorDash. Wow. 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 Awesome. <laughs> yo,
3: babe, look, look. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like, <laughs> yo, wait, where you going, babe? May, where are you going? Hey, hey, yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah need some space right now. Six feet away, get your own J, nigga. I'm smoking on a personal, ayy, hey, oh, and this is personal, whoa. Be careful of the energy you project. Son telling me you don't really care. Living life on the edge, nah, I don't want that near. Yo, they say, uh, they say a lot of things, but they don't really mean it. Hey, whoa, I can tell that you're it For my company, you want to be all over me, manipulate, project, no, I gotta protect my space, hey, whoa, hey, I need some space right now, I need some space, space, yeah, I need some space right now, I need some space, space, whoa, six feet away, get your own J. Need some space like Capricorn is. So please respect this. It don't got out to do with you. I'm finding my bliss. Setting boundaries you cannot. I need some space. <laughs> right now. Mm. Right now. Get in touch with my lie. Uh, it's a beautiful sight. Do you know that we celestial beings? We are all stars, yet we are not the same. Growing tall from the plains, sprouting real high. Oh my, manifested from the skies. Oh yeah, my circle real small. Keep my family around me like we fast and fierce tall. Need some space around y'all. Yeah, I need some space around y'all. I need some space right now, I need some space space I need some space right now, I need some space, 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 space mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. space, space.
1: Welcome back y'all, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of who wake and bake We be Mo? yeah. Man, we appreciate you Odd Mojo. Thank you for the space video, such a great tune. Next, definitely need y'all to go running it up on all streaming platforms and on YouTube. Definitely need to see them views go up, 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 up. Odd Mojo is a great individual, great artist. I think she is the new cover for a magazine. So make sure y'all go check out Admojo, Odd Mojo O-D-D Jojo on or Mojo. hmm Keep going. What would I say? Am I calling my odd am I calling Odd Jojo? Is it Odd Mojo. The girl name was Odd Mojo. Definitely go check out Odd Mojo on all social media platforms. And we definitely we definitely appreciate the Wakey Baby with Bewood Night Kindle uh for providing the visuals to that situation. Great music video. Definitely go check that out, giving me the insecure vibes. Uh right now, it is time for our blunt manifestations. It's Tuesday, it means I go first? Sure. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, today, I would like to manifest a smooth pre-production for our um, music video that we'll be shooting, our fake music video ad, the next viral uh, uh, cinematic thing coming from the Wake and Bake with Bemo show. If y'all don't know, then we are coming up on the finale of this season. Season four of Wake and Bake with BMO will be at the end of October. So I'm really, you know, just manifesting that we can end on a great note with consistency. I need to be more diligent about the clips that we have, um, the clips that we need to be making. I did just get off another one of these semi-distracting clips. Uh, contracts so I can be a little more focused on some of the clips they have going on here and then also with wake and bake not wake and bake but BMO the newsletter but the the new blueprint newsletter um yeah I think that's that's all and you know um I heard Angie Ann just looking for me to be an on-air personality for essentially a late night music show so looking forward to that. And if that happens, that also means that somebody that I truly detest will be fired from their job. So I'm also looking forward to that <laughs> manifesting those things, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what you
4: manifesting? Um, I'm also manifesting a good end of the season. Mm-hmm. That we can stay consistent, and I think I think it's been it's been a this has probably been our best season yet so far. I think so. Yeah, most of the seasons we take like a few breaks throughout mm-hmm. the season I think we've only maybe taken two breaks and one is because I was you know in a class and the other one I think you had to you had to do a shoot for yeah me. I had yeah, to do yeah. a shoot so, yeah, so work was the only reason why we right. missed this season so really, yeah
1: very consistent this season and I also feel like just the content of this season is a bit, you know a little bit mature yeah. well not mature a little more structured easier to understand and pull from
4: more organized more
1: organized as well and then also the visual of the show has actually gotten what I think is tremendously better
4: yeah
1: um there was a there was a time in season three where like half the season I was recording the show in 480p and didn't even know it.
4: Oh well. Wow. <laughs> and
1: wondering why the clips were looking so terrible. It's yeah. Because it was in 480p, my nigga. <laughs> um. So
4: yeah. 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 Um. Want to manifest uh, continued growth and excellence mm-hmm. and abundance and perseverance. And yeah. and a good end of uh, this year.
1: A good end to this year. Yeah. Yeah, we going to Tallahassee zone.
4: And then Atlanta. Well, Tallahassee and then, I guess, North Carolina, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> you like, we what? Are. Oh boy, mercy. Yeah, let's manifest some health for my grandfather. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Health for for our grandparents and all those old, ailing. Man. Yeah. It's a part of life, but it's still It's still hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I hope my grandfather's watching this in the hospital room right now. That'd be fire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Turn it up, granddaddy. (laughs) Right. Turn it up.
4: Jordan says, manifesting more placements on radio, podcasts, and playlists.
1: Well, we're going to do the best we can. Right, right. We're going to do the best we can. (laughs) Because you know what? For us... For
4: us...
1: (laughs) It was easier to go to jail than to go to college. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Rather than be
4: entertainers than be getting out.
1: That's true. That's true. So... We definitely gonna help you the best way we <laughs> can, brother. Uh, all the other people, all my other Wake and Bake will be more nice if you can drop your blunt manifestations, the things, your goals for the week, the things that you wanna help, uh, the things that you wanna see come true. We about to light this flat fire. You know what I'm saying? For all my pagans out there, if you're interested, let's go. Uh, space, space.
4: Jordan also says, help for my grandma.
1: Oh, yeah, come on, grandma. Yeah,
4: shout out to grandma.
1: There is a, can I be personal for a second? Yeah. My mother called me last night.
4: Mhm.
1: Uh, Said my grandfather is sick. He's in the hospital. Uh, fluid in his lung leaking from his heart valve.
4: Yeah, not pneumonia.
1: Not pneumonia. Well, it's pneumonia because it's fluid in the lungs, but it's heart fluid in the lungs. Well, which is crazy. Right. Like, yeah. damn. Your one vital organ trying to fuck up your other vital organ, that's wild. Right. Um But when my mother was telling me this these things, uh, I don't there was something generational, genetic natural progression. There was something in me that when my mother was telling me that my grandfather was sick, there was something in me that was telling me that like, it's my role as a child to ensure that my mother is okay with this transition. Right. I feel like all of us, be nights, we're all at an age where we can start to see the family dynamic evolve. I'm getting ready to turn 35 in May. I don't know why I say get ready. Like it's just October. I'm turning 35 in May. 34 years old. My grandfather just turned 90. There is, we we're at the 90th birthday party. Sweetheart and I gave, I got up and did my toast. It felt like in that moment, the generations move. Yeah, where the elder generation was, now they are in the, they're in the twilight of their lives, where the mental capacity and the physical capacity to lead the family is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Generation bef- uh, uh, under them, their kids has now stepped up to be the leaders of our families, which means our generation has stepped up to be. Um, you know that second mature generation. So when my grand, when my mother is telling me my grandfather is sick, I'm not. And, and maybe I'm a little psychotic. Th- definitely, let me know all, all other people too. But when my mother told me my grandfather was sick, it wasn't a sense of sad that I felt like I'm going to lose my grandfather. It was because it could possibly happen. But yeah. the feeling that I that I feel is more so, how do I make sure my mother is okay? is okay, and can make this transition as healthy as possible.
4: Right. Because she not only has to be strong for herself, but also you.
1: Right, and and what I guess what I'm saying is like, you don't have to be. Right, right, right. Like I feel like my role as a grandchild is actually to be prepared for the death of my grandparent. Right. That's the the thing. The thing I'm not prepared for is the death of my parent. Right. The thing I am very prepared for is my grand... I thought that was the call. There have been other calls I've gotten at 8.30, nine o'clock at night, randomly noon. I thought that was the call. Yeah. And when every time I think that's the call, it's not nervousness, it's not sadness, it's not grief. It's more like, I feel like the base of a cheerleader leg stand. Like, I just feel like I should be strong
5: like this, like. <laughs> that's my strong face. Mm-hmm.
1: And, then, and if you are wondering <laughs> what I would look like as a cheerleader, that's it. <laughs> yeah, little oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Hold up, girl. Damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, just you know, manifesting health for all the old folks. You know what I mean, and the young folks. Yeah. And the young folks. But '90s a good time. You know what I'm saying? You had a good time. You had A good time. I'm also confused. Like, if you lived in '90 and you retired to 65, what the fuck are you gonna do for 25 years? Ah. Uh-huh. All right, let's not get too carried away, sweetheart. I got something important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this before. Ben Crump is currently uh, Ben Crump is currently involved with an organization called the Fearless Fund. The Fearless Fund is a group of Black women. The most popular person you know is Rudy from the Cosby Show, Keisha Knight Pulliam. Uh, it's a group of black women who are raising money from all types of corporations and all type of private equity people none of these are public funds or government funds government grants nothing like that they are raising money for the most vulnerable uh, folks in capital the people who receive the least amount of venture capitalist funding the least amount of funding but are yet the largest growing demographic class in entrepreneurism and small business ownership which is black women. <laughs> Fearless Fund is raising money specifically for black women to react to alleviate the gap of funding between uh, white men and black women, mm-hmm. which is something like 98% of venture capitalist firm go towards white men, yeah. and the rest of us are fighting for that 2%. So there's an organization, the Fearless Fund, they have uh, created a fund that gives $20,000 grants to black women business owners. There is an individual, Ed Bloom, the same individual who also attacked uh, and finally got affirmative action out of the American legal system. His name is Ed Bloom. I forget the name of his organization, uh, who is suing the Fearless Fund for basically racism. Mm -hmm. Ed Bloom says that by restricting this funding only to black women, you are essentially discriminating against white people. Uh, Ben Crump called this the most important civil rights case of our lifetime. And I am going to double down on that, although I'm not on the same level as Ben Crump. I'm going to double down on that and say that this thing here is the most important civil rights case of our lifetime. There is a man, a white man, the same white man who successfully got rid of affirmative action. There is a white man who was suing black women for discrimination because they are giving funding exclusively to black women. It's crazy. And the reason why I call this the most important case of our life is because while you may look at the specifics and see, oh, venture capitalists for entrepreneurism, what's really being attacked is racially conscious programs. Right. So, I don't want to go too deep. Play the first clip for you Yeah, oh, let's put up, put Ed Bloom 2 up. Yeah, yeah, put Ed Bloom 2 up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the lady in the
1: jacket. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I want. Here's what's happening. I read an article on Ed Bloom, and it has become very clear to me that Ed Bloom and people like Ed Bloom believe that race-conscious, Black-specific funding to alleviate historic disparities is a direct attack on whiteness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Black specific programs, programs that are dedicated to help black people often designed by black folks, white people feel like it's a direct attack on white people. If you're doing something beautiful and great as a black person, how come me as a white person, how come I can't participate? That's what they're saying. Right. And the reason why I put up this picture, there's a semi-viral story going on about the substitute teacher who was uh, taking over this black woman's class she feels a little cold, I suppose. She sees the teacher's jacket around the chair and puts it on. It's an AKA jacket. All the black students in the class like, hey, you can't wear that. You're not an AKA. You ain't do the process. This white lady said, uh, what that mean? It's a jacket. I deserve to be warm. I can step in these footsteps too. Ain't nothing exclusive about the AKAs. And so she put this jacket on now she's sitting here standing proudly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is my example of Ed Blue. There are black services dedicated to black people raised by black money with black effort, but yet a white person feels like because it is doing benefit for people, they must also be involved. Not to think about the other 98% of funding, venture capital funding that goes directly to white people. Ed Bloom don't wanna sue folks for that type of racial discrimination. He just feels like anything that's black specific and black positive must also include white folks. You can put up the real picture of Ed Bloom now, sweetheart. (laughs) You can put up his real picture now. This is Ed Bloom. Ed Bloom is a white Jewish man. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, And the reason, again, the reason why we're calling this the most important civil rights case in our lifetime is because this individual is going after private money raised by private people going towards black people and calling it racial discrimination. He says, and I quote, we cannot end discrimination. I'm sorry. He says that he recognizes that there is systemic racism that affects black folks. (laughs) And out the same side of his mouth, he says that we cannot end that systemic racism with more discrimination.
4: It's not okay.
1: <laughs> and why it's scary, sweetheart, is because uh, when Ed Bloom originally sues the fearless fund, the judge in Georgia says that Ed Bloom is basically you're ridiculous. You can't you can't halt the fundings of these individuals from private funding. So then the legal tomb of Ed Bloom appeals the case, it goes up to the Georgia state level, right? Mm -hmm. and guess there are three federal judges who are overlooking the case. Two of those federal judges were directly appointed by Donald Trump. Wow. So, late Friday evening, two of the three judges uh, overturned the original judge's decision meaning that the fearless fund is currently not legally uh the Fearless Fund cannot legally distribute funds from their own fund to black women. The funding has been halted. Ed Bloom is currently successful. Ben Crump has lost. Jeez. Man. Have we
4: have
1: just to recap because I don't know if people are really putting this together because when I read this, I'm gonna be honest with you as the op- as the afro optimist, bold, confident person I am, I was scared. Ed Bloom is currently successful. The Fearless fund, which raises private money for black women to address to address the venture capitalist inequity, is currently being halted and being called to discriminatory practices because they target black women and the state of Georgia is upholding that decision, which means after a couple of appeals, it will go to the Supreme Court. And Lady of the House, do you have any confidence that the Supreme Court can see the nuance between race conscious, race neutral decisions? Can you see how the same Supreme Court who just got rid of affirmative action, calling it uh, race-centric admissions in college, can you see how that Supreme Court will do the same thing to the Freedom Fund?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Play the next video, sweetheart. Because this is the scary part.
2: That's right. Who's going to look out for us? Why, right. why do you think women of color don't get the money that, which, that they're supposed to get? It's it? just this were- guy, Ed Bloom, that got affirmative action overturned. He also went after some law firms for their diversity programs. Of course, he sued us. But what he's trying to do is eliminate... Any race conscious decision making in America. So let me tell you what that means for all of us. Who in this room went to a HBCU? We went to FAMU. Okay, all right. Okay, so if he if he's successful, there may be no HBCUs. Because of Ed Bloom and his organization, the, the SBA stopped their eight A program. So anybody a, a minority, sort of certified business. If he's successful, that won't exist anymore. So companies won't be able to come to you and say, yes, we want to partner with you because you're a black-owned business, or yes, we want to partner with you because you're a woman. If you've ever been through a leadership development program that helped high potential underrepresented folks, black and brown people, he's trying to eliminate all of that. If you've got contracts, NIL deals, if you're an athlete, he's coming after that. If you're in media or entertainment, so that's why I often tell people you might see the news about fearless fun and think, oh, that's too bad for those black women. He's coming for all of us. He's coming for everything black and we must fight back and we must stand up.
1: Y'all, y'all. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. She said HBCUs. You know those land-based Uh, those land-grant institutions we were talking about, those 16 institutions who were earned $13 billion, Mm -hmm. through this this lawsuit, individuals could have the precedent. If this goes to the Supreme Court, they could have federal precedent to get rid of all race-based institutions. That's the work of HBCUs. That's the work, when she said government contracts, that's the work of A. Philip Randolph. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: A. Philip Randolph? Yeah, that's yeah. the work of, Malo- of Mary McLeod Bethune. That's the work of the Black Brain Trust, the original ones. That's the work of the Voting Rights Act. That's the work of any black based, any race based institution who is trying to create equity for black folks by targeting only black people. Right. And the white boys and Blooming them are suing us for discrimination because these great opportunities are not available to white men. It is scary, but sweet, I have a solution. Because I was reading the Ed Bloom article last night and this morning and I was reading some of the litigation. Now, mind y'all, I only did uh, two semesters of constitutional law at Howard, so I'm not a lawyer now. <laughs> uh, but I was reading some of those things and There's an example that Ed Bloom gives in an article with the New York Times that I just showed y'all. He says, if there is an Irish restaurant with an Irish name that serves Irish food uh, and they speak an Irish language, uh, they cannot put up a help wanted" sign and refuse any Hispanic folks because they are purely because they are Hispanic. They can exclude them because they may not speak the language. They can exclude them because they may not be the most beneficial for their customer base based on their cultural experience, right? But they cannot look at a Hispanic person by the color of the skin and say, hey, you can't work here uh, purely because you're Hispanic. So I have a solution, sweetheart. You know what my solution is? No. It's a black citizenship test. <laughs> I have been saying that I feel like we have to get to a point where black is more than just an automatic denotation based on how you look. That can be part of the requirements, but it cannot be the totality of the requirements. Right. I think if the fearless fund put a black citizenship test on the grant and then judge the answers of the test Then we could fairly discriminate. (laughs) What you think, then? Uh, (laughs) What you think, then, sweetheart?
4: Fairly discriminate in favor of? In favor of black folks. Okay.
0: So,
1: what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, uh, in front of the Fearless Fund grant application, at the last, there are five questions at the end that are randomly selected from a grand sheet of black citizenship tests. And one of those questions is, name five black moisturizers, (laughs) right? And so I'm saying, if you're applying for the, uh, if you're applying for the Fearless Fund, as a black woman, and you get to the last part, which is automated on the internet, means you can't research, you got 60 seconds to answer. And it's a five question, uh, 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 five question test, and it says, name five black moisturizing products. Hey, Bloom can't answer that. right? Your regular old white boy can't answer that.
4: You know what's interesting though? Go ahead. I think we're already starting to see forms of that. How so? In the digital space, at least. Um, Cause I'm a part of a few Facebook groups. Like one is on the black like Simmers group or whatever. The black what now? They have like a black Simmers. There's a lot of the black Simmers groups, but yeah. Okay. Right, and I don't know about all of them, but most of them have requirements or like you have to be able to answer at least one or two black questions. That's right. Right.
1: That's right. what right. well, uh, exactly. Right. If they striking down the voting right act, which means that you you know what I'm saying, that's the poll tax. Mm-hmm. That's the they used to ask niggas how many bubbles on how many bubbles on a bar so so you could vote. Mm-hmm. If they asking that shit, if they if they striking that shit down, let's bring it back. Right. <laughs> right. Let's bring. you wanna be down so bad. Right. Okay. Okay, okay. cool, right. cool, 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 cool. Right. Name the five members of New Edition, <laughs> <laughs> since you wanna be down so bad. In the song. In the so. song. Hey, come on, name them. <laughs> come on, man. Hold on, let me get my. Hold on, you're fucked up. Let me get let me pull out my black citizenship test. <laughs> let me pull out the citizenship test. We got some comments from the people. As I pull out my black citizenship test,
4: uh, Jordan says, "Black card standardized test. I'm here for it. <laughs> name one Anita Baker song or list the lyric. <laughs> right."
1: And or, then... Um, what's the name of the test?
4: Kodaro and Kendall both said good morning.
1: Oh, good morning, hey. y'all. Good morning, y'all. Hey, I re- you know what's funny? When I was super with Superman, I wrote this test as a little jab to Superman. It was funny. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. You wanna, y'all want you want to hear some of the test questions? Hear some of the test questions, sweet eyes? Uh, name five HBCUs. Can you name five? Me? Yeah.
4: Okay, FAMU, uh-huh. from Morgan State. Yep. Uh, Spellman. Yep. Howard. Yep. Uh,
1: Tuskegee. Yep. Thank you for not naming Hampton. Appreciate that. I was, I was like... Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the pettiness is real. Um, mm, ooh, ooh, ooh. Three civil rights activists under the age 18. Damn.
4: Okay, um... What's her name? Little Miss Flint.
1: Okay, we'll take that.
4: Yeah, I think her name is like Mari, Mari Copany. Okay. I
1: don't know. They, I that be, that, they could be under 18 now, but I'm just saying. They could be over oh. 18 now, but when they were most famous, they were under 18.
4: Got you. Okay. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to throw Ruby Bridges in there. That's
1: exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for Ruby. Okay.
4: Uh, Does Emmett, kill, Emmett, Till count? Emmett
1: Till does count. There okay. you go, sweetheart. See, you get funded. <laughs> you would be funded, sweetheart. Hold on. Let me see if I can get. Uh, uh, let me get. Let me get a couple more. Let me get a couple more. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Black paces in the U.S. Not major. Black cities in the U.S. Not major metro.
4: Does Memphis count?
1: Memphis does count.
4: Okay, I'm gonna say Oakland.
1: Oakland does count. Uh,
4: Not major metro.
1: Not major metro. City, black as hell, though. And you know it's black as hell.
4: Is Houston a major metro? Yeah. Okay. Um, Black as hell. Ooh. <laughs> Where do niggas be from Alabama? Uh, oh, <laughs> Montgomery. Montgomery, black as hell. How many was
1: that? Was that three? That was three. That was three. I'd have thrown, uh, I'd have thrown, uh, Duval County. <laughs> Just uh, the whole county. Duval County. Um, East St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> My God. Uh, Jordan said Flint. Exactly. Right. Uh, Gary, right. Indiana. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah, that was black 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 country, Gary, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> One more, one more, one more. Uh, who is Ooh. black? Go ahead. What's up? i about to say, who is black America's father? Who. Is Black America's is? father? Yeah,
4: I know who it was.
1: There are several answers. I will. I will explain. I would. Okay. I, will, I will accept many answers. Who okay. is Black America's father? I got two. Go ahead.
4: I'm gonna say Barack Obama.
1: We'll accept Barack Obama. Okay. Yeah.
4: I was also gonna say LeBron.
1: For the younger folks, I can see LeBron. I can see LeBron. I was <laughs> gonna say John Amos. John
0: Amos. Yeah, I was gonna say John, yeah, Amos. John Amos. Yeah, is.
1: Yeah. John Amos. It is, not was. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I would also accept him as an answer because you know we do have a terrible father. Right. <laughs> it would explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if Bill Cosby mm-hmm. is Black America's father, that explains what happened to Black men. Oh, All right, this is my last one for Ron real. Oh,
4: another Black. Oh, senior. black as hell. Black
1: as hell. Black as loud. <laughs> um. Ooh, ooh. three regional food areas and three unique dishes to each
4: oh damn
1: ooh. unique food area now as a barbecue man i already got it
4: man. yeah i was gonna say i
1: already got it north carolina got the best pulled pork in the world oh okay in the world the vinegar based clear barbecue sauce okay you travel about 90 miles south you get to some of the best mustard-based barbecue in the world. South Carolina, yellow-based barbecue sauce. And now in Alabama, they got white-based barbecue sauce, okay? You ever had some white ribs? And I don't mean white folks, although white folks in Alabama can cook, okay? You feel me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a Southern thing. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, sweetheart. All I'm saying is, I'm gonna call Bill Crump, Bill Crump, I'm gonna call Ben Crump and be like, Ben, I got an idea. If we lose the case, let's just have an aptitude test at the end that we can judge culturally, and we'll know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if white folks can have the SAT (laughs) and the ACT, which are aptitude tests based in whiteness and white culture, (laughs) reading the damn reading section, reading about motherfucking uh, Greek gods, nigga. Where's the nigga named Quincy? <laughs> Tell me about Quincy who went to the store. Not Persephone's and Usocinese and somebody, what, come on. What, what, sweetheart? Usocinese and Perfoscinese and yeah. Chilatatum and whatever the fuck. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm, re- I'm in the ACT. I ain't saying? never heard these names before. I ain't never seen these things before.
5: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, my God. Yeah, so if white people can have their own aptitude test, I feel like black folks can have their own aptitude test as well. What should we call it, sweetheart? I feel like the acronym should be nigger. <laughs> 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 Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <to> uh, <laughs> uh, the noticeable increase in uh, geographical grammatical aptitude. <laughs> <laughs> the lightest, we, are. we got any comments? Uh, I'm dead ass about <laughs> new blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> the black aptitude test.
4: Jordan said, who was in barbershop movie?
1: Name a person <laughs> in the barbershop movie.
4: Kadaro says, three quotes from the Temptations movie.
1: <laughs> Ain't nobody come here for you, Otis. That was,
4: that was <laughs> the
5: petition to get us. Yeah, there was <laughs> yeah and
4: nobody come to see you and then blank
5: oh true 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 and then true.
4: another group was um all my life I had to I think it was like all my life I had to blank or something like that but you know that's a
1: question on mine too I put all my life dot dot dot
4: yeah I think I think it was like that you know, I can you can,
1: could there could be a couple of those in there mm-hmm.
4: and then Jordan said Uncle Phil Uncle,
1: Uncle Phil. Phil Recipes, and and Uncle Phil. oh yeah mm-hmm. very true very true very true, nigga. Them turkey legs in Houston look so damn good. Good God. <laughs> mm. Anyways, we're well, it's about that time. That's the last comment. Mm-hmm. That was a good. That was a that was a good segment. It was, I don't know how many people were here, but that was that was award winning right there. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, that was good. Fearless fun. Most important civil rights case is happening right now. We have come up with a. Uh, uh, a social solution per se. I'ma take this to the I'ma take this to the parlor. Right. I'm gonna take this to the parlor and see if we can uh see if we can create our, our black aptitude testing or how we can get this thing popping I have no idea.
5: What happened? I have a
1: wait a minute. You have a black card revoked? I've never played this I kinda don't want you to read
4: it. Okay
1: because it'll enter in my head and then I don't want to be sued for intellectual property. What's the first one you read?
4: Which character from Martin lived on the fifth floor? Okay, for sure. But then there's also what year was interracial marriage legalized in the U.S.? So there's... 55? 67. Oh,
1: damn. Damn, Loving versus Virginia, right? Did it say that on there?
4: It doesn't say Uh it, but yeah, that's what that was. And then what city did Rosa Parks refuse to move to the back of the bus? So it's these type of questions.
1: What city was that?
4: Oh, damn, I lost it.
1: Was it, was it Montgomery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you good. <laughs> I don't know if I ever thought about that. I just, I've always thought it was, it's not too isolated incidents because they went on the boycott after that. Mm-hmm. Got you. All right, it's time for the, for the burning question hmm. for the Roach. Or, if you don't have a burning question, you can go in my bag and get the truth. Wait, do I got the truth of cards underneath me? In your bag. They are not. Who are they? I guess they might be in the board game bag. Okay. You don't got an original question? <laughs> yeah, 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 Sweetheart, you don't got an original question? No,
4: I'm talking about it.
1: <laughs> All right, we gonna play. The, the lady at the house is going to pull out the, the truth and cards. I think they're in there. If not, they are still at Jamin' house. Oh, damn, they might be
4: a Jamin'. They're not in there. They,
1: the two other games, um, notebooks and wine and a blunt. And a blunt? Yeah, okay, there's a blunt in there. <laughs>
4: Damn.
1: Okay. Oh,
3: I guess
4: you gotta get your own original question in real well. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm gonna ask you a question. What? If <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't want me to
1: do that? Go ahead. Um.
4: mm Never mind, okay. We talked about the parlor, we talked about Ed Bloom. Okay, well so your solution is
1: My solution is the black aptitude test
4: mm-hmm.
1: And I think we need uh we need some good UX behind it too because you can't you, it's not an open book test. And also, here's a question for you. Here's a question that you're gonna ask what happens when black folks fail the test?
4: Do you think that's possible?
1: Do I think it's possible that black folks can fail the black aptitude test?
4: Yeah. That's my question.
1: Yes. Name four members of the Harlem Renaissance.
4: But, oh, you want me to do that now?
1: No. Oh, but we could. Yeah. But but I feel like there will be some black folks who don't, we never talked about this. Um, we never talked about this, but I do have, there's a good friend of mine. Uh, I believe she is first-generation American. Okay. Um, Good friend of mine, first-generation American. Her mother is a doctor, making good money, Uh, immigrant from Africa. I want to make sure I get all the details without giving too many details, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Her mother moved to a neighborhood in Manassas, Virginia. Uh, the white folks in their neighborhood start doing weird things. Mm-hmm. They start like circling the house, leaving her letters, calling the police randomly when she's running, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> one day, so I'm having, I'm having lunch with my friend and my friend pulls up this picture of this statue that they left on in her backyard her mother thought it was a voodoo statue. So mm-hmm. she took it in the house, cleaned it, uh, did whatever she had to do with it and then burned it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, she showed me the picture. It was a fucking picking in yeah. It was a fucking minstrel character that they had put in this lady's yard. Mm-hmm. And so when I say uh, a black aptitude test, on this black aptitude test, I feel like are all the necessary things that you need to know as a black person in this space to recognize who you are.
0: Right.
1: Because it made me sad that my friend's mother thought that she was experiencing isolated incidents from individuals and not that her neighbors had coalesced and was trying to get the nigga out of the neighborhood. Cause that's exactly what the fuck was happening. Right. And so, if you don't know that, you don't know what battle you're fighting. You think you fighting 17 battles with 17 neighbors. Nah, baby, you're fighting one fight. Mm-hmm. And it's a fight that you already have the handbook to win. But if you don't know it, if you don't know, you can sue the House Owners Association. If you don't know that you can call certain people to protect the house. If you don't know a certain nigga activity that you can do to, le- to get white people to leave you alone. If you don't know they're leaving pickaninnies in your house, then you don't know that you being fucking... Threatened, essentially. Targeted. So I feel like you, I feel like you shouldn't be able to fail the test, but there will be black folks who do fail the test. And while I just pointed out an immigrant and a first generation American, I would also like to say that when I was on Howard's campus, The most failed class at the time wasn't biology, it wasn't organic chem, it wasn't astronomy, it wasn't physics, it was intro to black politics, it was intro to black history. Those were the most failed classes on Howard's campus. Why? Because for some reason, not for some reason, it makes sense, for a very logical reason, black folks assume that their personal experience encapsulates them with enough knowledge of what it takes to be black. And to a certain degree, you are absolutely right. But without some facts, (laughs) without some historical moments, without some historical movements, figures, peoples, and ideologies that you can name, essentially you just depending on yourself to know yourself. When there is a whole legacy, history, uh, uh, etymology, fucking genealogy of blackness that exists throughout centuries and decades. I was talking to a dude that I met, his name is Sinclair. Sinclair is rich as fuck got his own private jet uh, still dressed tacky as hell but anyway <laughs> that's how you know he rich uh, Sinclair and I were having a conversation it was a truthing session with Randy B and Sinclair said something to me that I had not put in this in this context he says that blackness has existed for more than 10,000 years 10,000 years and we spent 300 here yeah your real impression is where you spent 10,000 years, not the 300 years. Take the blues back to where you came from. Oh, (laughs) I ain't thought about that. The Marcus Garvey way. Mm -hmm. I forgot why I said that, but I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it did. Okay. Yes, you can fail. What happens when you fail? I don't know.
4: But you... You did say that the test is meant to educate and like, I guess, fill in the gaps.
1: Filling in, well, the, the general test, but when uh fearless fun use it, oh, it's a hard line. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't know these things? You're not fearless. Right. I'll fight you, Ed Bloom. I'll go one-on-one with your bitch ass. <laughs> Anyway, you got the comments, we are? All right then. Well, we appreciate y'all joining us. Um, definitely check out the new Blueprint newsletter. Uh, the Paul Rosen Negro of the Week is up. We have a uh, uh, the 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 Blue Notes episode one is up. We have more things coming up very soon, including the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week number two. Them sixteen HBCUs. I'm very excited to talk about those individuals. Uh, there is a rally at Tennessee State today. If I had a if I had a a rich homie i would text him hey man can you get me to tennessee state i want to do live coverage of the rally for the two billion dollars that's on for tennessee state maybe that's sinclair if that's you drop a comment <laughs> <laughs> if that's you and you're listening to the show let a nigga know check out the live podcast right here on youtube or on x listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcast sweetheart we're gonna leave him with detroit rivers black boy joy because for us <laughs> you feel me mm-hmm. for us it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Niggas try to get rid of HBCUs. That's crazy. That is
4: crazy. And then she said it also affects entertainers, athletes, you know, the whole,
1: the whole gamut. The whole
4: gamut. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody should be involved. And I don't know exactly what we can do about the legal situation. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like we could be prepared for the other side. Right. Come on, Detroit.
5: Take us out of here. Hold on tight, don't let this feeling slip away. Oh, city yeah, happy feelings, sprinkle Beverly. You don't, don't be amazed by yourself, learn your joys and praise Lift your voice and sing, voice. the sounds of your heart. Don't you worry about a thing. And hey, don't, hey, don't forget your, your lyrics. lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time, Every you, time you hear just it, just know that you spread joy. Now you get weary contagious. Once you share it, let love lose don't. Black boy joy upon your brain. uh Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain and black boy joy, say it again. One more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain and black boy joy, say it again. Where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they I stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Damn. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. That's for right. the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I wanna give you a rope so that you can abort. I wanna oh. give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy yeah. joy. So yeah. get this black boy joy up on your brain. Yeah. Let uh-huh. this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again and Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy give you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain, black boy joy, say it again. For us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They funded our own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you endowed. Because the world incriminates us, because we endowed. Now we afraid of our own kind, and it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out. It's easier to fit in than it is to stand out so i'm black boy joy when, when i'm cruising around and i'm black boy joy fresh hitting the town and i'm black boy joy dancing cleaning the house and i'm black boy joy when i go for a hike been black boy joy since i was riding a bike my son black boy joy and that's crazy to me i was miserable going up i really hated it g but the world is much bigger than i was able that. to see so get this black boy joy uh-huh. up on your brain this black boy joy get you some game black boy joy get up again and yeah, black boy Joy do water pain, and on, Black Boy back. Joy, boy, joy boy. say it again. One more time, get this Black Boy Joy upon your brain. And this Black Boy Joy, give you some game. Black Boy Joy, get up again. And black Boy Joy to water pain, and Black Boy Joy say it again. Smile.